This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> We're so awkward with the the Zoom lady that talks in our ears when we hit record. <laughs> Every single time. Like she started talking, Crystal's like, hey y'all, it's Crystal. I'm like, wait, you're talking at the same time. <laughs> I wasn't ready for her. She's so loud too. Like she screams it. Anyways. Hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's a going. It's- um, I just found out that my computer has an airplane mode, which should never be a thing. Why is it a thing? I don't know. Like, first of all, when you have a computer, you want it to get on the internet. Why the fuck would, would you think? have an airplane mode? We spent the last hour trying to figure out how to get it off. Like because Googling it wouldn't shit. let me. It was like a grayed out area would not let me. I was getting so mad and I'm not like, I'm not, well, I'm, I am techie. That's the problem. I am techie, but I'm not like, I'm not like IT techie. You're like, I know how to type. I know. I know how to turn on the computer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm somewhat techie. I can pretty much go like make my round around the computer and it's not a big deal, but this really pissed me off because I couldn't figure it out. I Googled it. I did everything. And then Crystal Googled it. And she sends me something else and I have to go into like the drivers and all this stuff and delete things. And it was, it was scary. A hot mess. It, it was, was scary. I was very <laughs> petrified. <laughs> but we got it figured out. So we're good. So we're good. So we're going to get on into it and stuff. Let's do this. It's Crystal's week. It's my turn this week. So I went into my trusty notepad on my phone where I keep adding to my list of cases that I'm going to cover <laughs> and I was like looking through it and I wasn't again it was one of those times when I wasn't feeling anything in there I was like oh this is a good one but not for this week okay wait this is a good one but now I don't want to do that so <laughs> I was like what the hell am I going to do and then I remembered that we had a listener email us a few requests not long ago well, she really emailed us to let us know that our shit was fucked up. Um, so some of our episodes, <laughs> some of our episodes yeah. look like they were missing on Apple. And so like we looked into it and for some reason, a couple of our older episodes were like mixed in with some of the newer ones, like it's out of order. And so we reached out to like our people, we reached, reached out to Anchor and hopefully we'll get that taken care of soon. But for now, if you listen on Apple, just so you know, all the episodes are there, but they're just like out of order a little bit, just a few of them. Yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. It it somewhat put it into its own little season in a way, wow. like a chapter, and that's not how we release them. Um, so we did kind of put a complaint out there to anchor support um, to try to figure out how to fix it, but we just have to be patient and let our listeners know that they're there. So just scroll up a little bit and you'll see those missing episodes. <laughs> Sorry, it's super inconvenient, but we're it working is. on it. Hopefully they'll get it fixed soon. 
anyways, that wasn't my point, <laughs> but yes, I did want them all y'all to know that that was the thing that was going on. But my point was that in telling us about how it was all screwed up, she threw out a couple of episode, like a couple of cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suggestions. And so, um, I'm glad that she did. Cause I'm going to go ahead and share one of those cases with all of your little ear holes right now. Okay. Um, and I don't know if she wants us to say her name or not, but like, shout out girl. Thanks for your request. <laughs> like maybe I can say her first name, like oh. shout out yeah. Stacy. Thanks. We heart you. <laughs> Thanks Stacy. <laughs> Thanks. Anyways. So I'm going to cover Luca Magnata. So all of the trigger warnings for this case it involves like crazy, terrible shit. So like all the trigger warnings, a lot of my friends that are also super into true crime, I know for a fact that they did not watch the Netflix docuseries that came out on him. Do you, have you watched it? I have. You have? Okay. So the Don't Fuck With Cats Netflix docuseries is about him. It's very, yeah, it's, it's very disturbing. It is very disturbing. I wasn't, I like always said I wasn't going to watch it because I saw all the people online like, oh, this is awful. But I thought oh, it's crazy because it was a big thing that went around for I don't remember. I think it came out like in 2019 or something like that. I was that. gonna say I want to say it was either two years ago or it was during the pandemic. It was well, I mean, still pandemic, but yeah. you know what I mean. Um, I couldn't remember what year it came out, but it was it it hit social media like crazy. Um, everyone was you know right about how just and I was one of those that got sucked in and had to watch it because it's a docuseries and it's a true crime series. So obviously I'm going to watch it, but it right. was definitely something that, um, if you haven't watched it and you go to watch it, just know that it is a disturbing one. So it is super disturbing and I wasn't going to watch it, but I thought it was necessary for my research. <laughs> so I took one for the team <laughs> and so let's just get into it. Okay. So Luca Rocco Magnata was actually born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman, which is a lot of names. On <laughs> so, many, so he had so, he was, so many first names. <laughs> he was born with all the first names and Newman. Um, <laughs> on July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty two, he legally changed his name to Luca Magnata in August of two thousand six, while he was like chasing dreams of becoming famous. But we'll get into all that in a little bit. Um, so he really, really wanted to be famous. Like his whole life, he dreamed of being a famous actor and model. When he was a young boy, he would spend all of his time, like all of his free time watching movies. He was homeschooled until he was 16. So he was like super isolated from other kids. And he would just like sit for hours and hours watching these movies. He was obsessed with a ton of older actors, including James Dean, Humphrey Bogart, and Gene Harlow. And he was super obsessed with the movies Casablanca, Catch Me If You Can and Basic Instinct. And we'll get into more, more into his connections with those movies later. So when he turned 16, he started attending IE Weldon Secondary School. So that's the first time he went to school when he was 16. He only attended this school for two years and it's unclear if he graduated. Like I couldn't find anywhere if he graduated or not. Teachers and classmates from that time have described him as very vain and an easy target for bullets bullets bullies <laughs> that's awful <laughs> all the teachers all the teachers were like <laughs> they're like he's an easy target he's gonna get a shot <laughs> that is awful <laughs> i was just reading and, and i read bullets <laughs> if only everybody could see your eyes would that happen that was <laughs> terrible bullets 
oh shit (laughs) (laughs) he was very vain and an easy target for bullies um after school luca moved to toronto and in 2002 he began working as a stripper so by 2003 he had finally made his big film debut working in two pornos and in both roles he portrayed a straight man who quote turns gay which i don't think that's how that works but okay um that's not the only thing that he got into in 2003 though he also got into escorting and he used the name jimmy as his escort name which is also the name of his character in one of the pornos that he was in so he started using that as like his escort alias this is one of the first times that he began using aliases and we're gonna see that this is going to become a really common practice for him later he's gonna get real into the aliases which is a fun word to say. In 2004, he befriended a 21-year-old mentally disabled woman, and it was reported that she had the mental capacity of a child between the ages of 8 and 12 years old. So he becomes friends with her, and he convinces her that she should apply for a few credit cards. And then once she gets approved for these credit cards, he then proceeded to rack up $10,000 worth of debt in her name. So he gets charged with fraud, um that'll that'll do it that'll do it (laughs) i saw in a few different articles that police alleged that he had not only committed this fraud but he had also sexually assaulted this woman and videotaped it oh no i yeah i think i caught that one that's Uh awful but also the the police alleged that but then they dropped the sexual assault charge before the case ever went to trial so he was only charged with the fraud I'm wondering if it's because she didn't put any, like, she didn't say it happened or something, maybe. Uh, who knows? I couldn't find any reason why that happened, but it was definitely mentioned in a few I different mean, if she's not, If she's not going to press charges against it, which, I mean, she's, her mental capacity Mentally, probably doesn't know right. to press charges, um, then maybe that's why. Maybe. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really sad. That's really fucked up. You're awful. So. <laughs> you are awful. <laughs> you, sir, suck. He pled guilty and was convicted of four fraud charges and was sentenced to nine months of community service and 12 months of probation. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. So this didn't affect his dreams of becoming famous. Of course not. He continued to appear in low-level pornos. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm famous. Because I'm in a porno. <laughs> I'm in a low-level porno. Like not even, not good even a good porno. Like, <laughs> like the crap that you like are afraid to click on because it's probably got viruses. <laughs> I'm sure, right? <laughs> um, he even appeared in Fab Magazine in 2005, which was a gay bi-weekly magazine in Toronto. And he was featured on the Fanboy page and had his own like pinup style picture featured along with a short description of himself. And he was listed as Jimmy and described himself as a 22-year-old Russian-born soccer fan who is now living in (laughs) Toronto and and dreamed of becoming a vice or homicide detective. Definitely sounds like a porno. (laughs) Right. I was like, so none of that's true, but okay. (laughs) Like, I mean, you did live in Toronto at that time, but that was it. None none of that was true. (laughs) Um, So let's see. Definitely sounds like porno. Right. (laughs) Now we're to 2006, and he started dating a transgender woman named Barbie, and she later did an interview for Fifth Estate about Luca, 
Barbie said that he told her he was going to be famous one day. And she said that his apartment looked like a shrine dedicated to himself. <laughs> it was... so he was definitely Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie said that he was always asking her to take pictures of him just like all the time. Hey, like, like he was wanting to model and take these pictures. And she was like, Ugh, fine, whatever. So a few months later, she broke up with Luca. <laughs> She's like, I can't deal with this narcissistic guy. Like, He's like way too vain. He's so vain. His theme um, song is. You're so is, vain. You're so vain. Remember when we used to sing that to Harlow and she loved it? <laughs> I still do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> My daughter is still that way. Yeah. She's, she's not that way. Like she's not, <laughs> she's not serial killer way. She's not like take a picture of me and then like does a Jean, James Dean like pose. <laughs> no, she's over here like, can I put makeup on? Don't I look pretty? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. Feed me and tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> As she comes in looking like I beat her with two black right. eyes. That was she really likes funny. the dark, the dark colors. <laughs> I forgot. You sent me that picture one time and I was like, why does she have two black eyes? And it's like makeup. Like it's makeup. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what happened to her? <laughs> oh, okay. So 2006, that was also when he legally changed his name, not long after him and Barbie broke up. And then 2007 was a big year for him. He had somehow acquired $17,000 in various debts. So he filed for bankruptcy. And he listed the reasoning why as illness, lack of employment, and insufficient income to pay off debt. It's like, same. Which is usually when people file bankruptcy, yes. (laughs) it's because um needless to say i'm broke (laughs) it's like i cannot pay these bills (laughs) i can't pay these bills anymore i need money (laughs) he he claimed that he had to pay two thousand not two thousand two hundred dollars a month for expenses for an unspecified medical condition which seems super vague and i feel like they would want more info when, when you file bankruptcy but apparently not because the bankruptcy was fully discharged like they're like okay cool that's all we need (laughs) i know right (laughs) so now he's like okay i've got this fresh new debt-free start i'm gonna get really serious about making a name for myself so he does what any serious aspiring actor would do he starts auditioning for reality tv shows He auditioned for the show. That? What was that one show that everybody was always on? Um, the one show that everybody was on. Are you talking about like, like the big real reality world? show? Yes, thank you. <laughs> real world. But the and Miz he was got on. It. And he was on Real World. <laughs> no, he he did not make it to Real World. I know. <laughs> he auditioned for the show called Cover Guy, and I was like, "What is that?" So I looked it up. What and it's, that? it's basically like America's Next Top Model, except that it's for Canadian males and the prizes stuck like really bad. So oh, okay. <laughs> they're competing for $1,000 cash. Oh, one that's fa- a really <laughs> crappy freaking. <laughs> one, that's not good. one fashion photo shoot, the front cover photo on About Magazine, and a one-year membership to a gym. Oh, okay. <laughs> So when he was auditioning, he told the judges, quote, some people say I'm devastatingly good looking. And the judges were like, nah, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all right. So he did not get that role. Um, He also tried out for the reality show Plastic Makes Perfect. 
which is a reality show that follows stories of people that have had or plan on having plastic surgery. So when he auditioned for that show, he told them, I've had my nose done and I've had two hair implants. And I also <laughs> plan on having muscles implanted into my pecs and arms. And they were like, no, nah, we're good. So he didn't get on that show. Either. <laughs> you're like, you're trying too hard, buddy. <laughs> I need you to calm down. <laughs> I need you to just, I don't know how you're going to pay for that. You went bankrupt. It looks like you went bankrupt. <laughs> it looks like how like you got that money, bruh. <laughs> it looks like you went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> like I just pulled up all your records and it looks like you went bankrupt. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, okay. Now, all of this time, while this is going on, Luca has been very active online. He loved posting personal blogs, and he loved posting oh. about himself under fake profiles that he had created. With selfies? Oh, yeah. So by this time, by the time that all of this is over, he had created at least 70 profile pages on Facebook, about the same amount of group pages about himself, like fan pages for Luca Magnata. And about 20 websites under different aliases, like, devoted to him. He also posted hundreds of pictures of himself, mostly badly photoshopped pictures. <laughs> like, really badly photoshopped. Yeah. He was trying so hard to become famous and just, like, forcing his name and his face all over the internet. Well, then, all of a sudden, Lucas shows up to the Toronto Sun because he would like to publicly deny rumors that he was dating Carla Homoka. Right. Like, what the hell? You guys remember Carla Homoka from yeah. <laughs> the Ken and Barbie killers? It's because, it's because he was dating someone named Barbie. Right. I was going to say, we're bringing it back to Ken and Barbie. Um, so he's like, I like to publicly deny these rumors. And they're like, who the fuck are you? And he was like, I'm Luca Magnata, a rising star. And there are online rumors spreading about me that I'm dating Carla Homoka. And I'd like to put it on the record that these rumors are not true. And I'm in no way associated with her. And so the Toronto Sun was like, okay. <laughs> so they did a full-on formal interview with him and published the story. So nowadays, everyone's pretty positive that Lucas started these rumors online himself through one of his well, fake yeah. names. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, he, he needs the publicity so bad. He does. He He's does. like, I just need everyone to know I'm not dating her. And they're like... <laughs> Okay. They're like, who, who are you? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> like, she already gone. Like, right. what your name? <laughs> so one of his alias accounts uploaded a Carla Homoka tribute video to YouTube. And every video that was uploaded or favorited by that account was related to either Homoka or Magnata. So that was something that he did all the time. He would use one of these fake accounts and like spread rumors about himself to gain popularity. <laughs> or hey, you know this guy? <laughs> oh my God, he's so cool. He's totally he did that. Account. Then he gets on his other account. He's like, oh, I don't know that guy. I'm going to go check him out. Yeah, he totally he did exactly that. He's like, guys, you got to check this guy out. Like fucking creeper. It's <laughs> so creepy. And then all, all this time, the only friends that he has on these accounts are himself. Like literally, literally, he would use like fake accounts. Like you're saying he would literally spread rumors about himself or he would like post comments like Luca's so hot and like just gush over himself. Like he literally did exactly that because he's creepy and vomitous. Now, why in the world would he choose Carla Homoka, who was like the most hated woman in Canada at the time to start rumors about a fake relationship? 
probably because he knew that would get some attention because everybody knows her. <laughs> but you know what? It really didn't because nobody knew who he was. <laughs> so didn't spread that much attention for him. Um, in the year 2008, he lost a battle two times to try to get a page of himself up on Wikipedia. <laughs> and Wikipedia was like, like, no, who are you? No, you don't get a page. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he lost two battles trying to get his own page up. Um, <laughs> but I thought you could put anything on there. <laughs> I mean, to a point, to a degree, yes. Like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Wikipedia was like, Wikipedia oh no, like, maybe I should go you? do that. <laughs> Jesus. Wikipedia was like, who is you? <laughs> so he continued to use the alias Jimmy to post online ads for his escort service. And he got really upset one time because he got a really bad review blasted online by a client saying that he was cold and remote. And so he, he was like, I don't need bad publicity, people. Like, <laughs> stop trying to drag my name in the dirt. <laughs> my name I'm that out. is Jimmy. <laughs> by 2010, his posts had started becoming much darker, like much darker. So on his Facebook page, he posted the link to a video called Three Guys, One Hammer that shows a man being viciously beat to death with a hammer yeah so I, that's, I remember that that's yes yes that's this kind of a red flag started. that's this kind of a red started. flag yeah <laughs> flag um <laughs> so someone probably should have looked into that you know yeah just maybe a little bit but whatever but honestly thinking about that now like social media it's ridiculous how much violent stuff gets shared around and right. people just do it. and I that, mean, yeah and that video wasn't his video it was just one that he shared exactly and that's what I'm saying like people just keep sharing around like they're like oh check this out it's awful because yes you, it should have been looked at for him but yeah. like not everybody is out there you know right doing what he did the crappy thing is it's just awful when you see like like the suicide cases that end up oh yeah people share it disrespectfully that's so awful don't ever do that no it's stupid uh the bully cases that you see when other people are filming people being bullied and mm -hmm. shared around it's it's, it's awful disgusting. but for some reason people think that it is just okay to share and let's just keep sharing it around social media instead of like Mm -hmm. making it known that this is a problem across the nation right so right. yeah it's disgusting and awful and don't ever share it's that awful. stuff people so that's probably why it wasn't questioned because people are stupid because yeah because people suck um so he's still posting rumors about him and homoka being an item whatever um <laughs> he's like he's like posting statuses i really wish people would stop saying that we're together and then somebody comments nobody says that <laughs> like literally only you're saying that and carla moke is like i need this guy to stop saying he's with me i don't even know who the fuck he is <laughs> so um in one blog about him and homoka the user who was most likely him wrote luca is unable to live unless there is chaos in his life it makes him feel as though he matters so he's literally like i need to start shit so that people know me and 
now I matter. Like, no, clearly my name isn't getting out there with this person. So <laughs> I'm just going to make sure everybody else knows my name. Right. And he does do it in the worst way. He does. So we're about to start getting to that. So by December of 2010, shit gets really dark. There's a animal cruelty trigger warning, guys. So I'm going to give a short description. This, this is where the docu-series, like everyone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to go like super into it, but I'm going to get, I am going to give a short description so you can understand how truly fucked up this person is. It is. <laughs> um, so video starts circulating around discussion boards called One Guy, Two Kittens, which sounds super similar to the other video, the three guys, one hammer, like we have to do numbers whatever um well in the video you see a very plain room with the bed on the bed there are two kittens a man comes into view but you can't see his face like you can see his build and you can see like a side profile of him but you never see his face clearly um then this guy brings out a big clear vacuum seal bag and he puts the kittens into the bag and uses a vacuum to suck out all the air and suffocates these poor sweet little baby angel kittens so this awful, awful video was quickly taken down by YouTube once they caught wind of it, but it had already, like the damage was done. It was already circling around circulated. enough. Mm -hmm. it, it was circulating. Um, enough people had seen it and were freaking out. Um, and then a Facebook group saw this. Well, these people got this Facebook group together after seeing this video that was devoted to finding out who the guy in this awful video was. And it was called Find the Kitten Vacuumer for Great Justice. That was the name of the group. I mean, yeah. Did you blame these people? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Find him so we can do it back to him. No, exactly. Put him but in a vacuum seal bag and suck all the air out because that's what he deserves. Yes. Um, initially, around 4,000 people joined this group. And all these people were devoted to finding this guy. They like weren't trying to do it for like money or anything like that. Everybody oh, just wanted like, to find this, this guy. Awful. Yes. So they start studying the video, like looking into everything, trying to piece together any clues they can to figure this out. Find his IP address. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were noticing like um, outlets in the walls. They were like trying to figure out what country primar primarily used these specific outlets to try right. to figure out where he was. Um, one guy in the group named John Green actually took it a little step farther and made a literal like blueprint of the layout of the room. So he was like super invested this with he's this. like, I like kittens. He loves kittens. <laughs> loves them. Cause who doesn't? <laughs> and then um he was like super invested in this and he stuck with it for like years and years trying to catch this guy. Him and a woman named Deanna Thompson were both super devoted to it. Deanna noticed the bedspread that was on the bed. And it was a wolf bedspread, which could be like super common. You know, you see those mm -hmm. like comforters that have a couple of wolves like howling at the moon or whatever. Right. This one was kind of unique because it was just one giant wolf head. Like it wasn't like what you normally see. So she looked into it and she found the comforter on eBay and found out that it was made by a company in North America and that it had only had one buyer. So you hear that and you're like, awesome. And now yeah. she's a detective. <laughs> right, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and so that you hear that and you're like, awesome. They're about to find this guy now. Like only one person bought this. Right. 
but then they see the blanket had shipped internationally and they couldn't see like where it ship to so they're like back at square one they have no idea it could be anywhere in the world so then the group noticed that there are voices talking and laughing in the background of the video so the voices were not speaking english so they're trying to find out like what kind of language they're speaking and one right. member in the group immediately recognized it as russian so they're like okay he's in russia like he could be in russia let's start there well after weeks and weeks of analyzing these sound clips they realize that the talking they hear in the background is from a recording from a russian sitcom so back to square one like that doesn't necessarily mean he's in russia it's all very frustrating um during all of their searching and analyzing and picking apart they notice a comment from some random person in like in their group on something in their group and it right. said it said all you haters can suck my huge dick lol uh. right because <laughs> that's an lol <laughs> he said lol um <laughs> lol <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I can't remember who it was or where I heard it. It's, I think it's off a movie or something, but somebody was reading a text and like somebody had sent something and they said that same thing. And every time I hear that now, that's all I say. Instead of saying, LOL, I'll be like, I'll read it in my head when I get text messages. I and, I'm, and I'm like, lol, what's lol? <laughs> I'm like, I literally lulled. <laughs> I just lulled. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so they start looking into the profile for the user that wrote that comment and you know like how on facebook you can see on someone's profile under like the about me section what kind of videos or whatever they've liked in the past or whatever yeah so this good profile social media. good old social media so this profile only had one like and it was for a clip of the movie catch me if you can now remember that was one of the movies that Luca was obsessed with, and right. If you haven't seen it, um, Leo DiCaprio plays a counterfeit con man, and Tom Hanks is like an FBI agent that's like trying to. He like literally goes across the country trying to catch this guy. Yeah. So John Green, in the in that group, John Green said that he perceived this as a big "fuck you, you're never gonna catch me" like to the group. And because so, he used it, one of his stupid freaking fake profiles uh -huh. where he made sure to only like that yeah yeah and so john green was all cursed and dunced about it and he was like bring it on bitch so he got like, <laughs> he's like i'm gonna catch you bitch right <laughs> you bitch <laughs> bitch ass bitch <laughs> every time i think about it i th also think of kevin hart oh yeah <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah Thanks. <laughs> when he's like, my mama told me to tell you. <laughs> I just I just watched that video like the night before last. I was dying. It never gets old. <laughs> you stop my motherfucking dick, bitch. <laughs> Your mama did not say that. <laughs> um, <Continue>. Okay. <clears throat> so another video surfaced not, not long after the first video. And it was literally just him moving around and playing with the bodies of these now deceased kittens a fake profile with the username john smith super original <laughs> john doe <laughs> right so john smith posted the link to this video to the group so it seems pretty clear that luke is john smith and he's literally just like fucking with this group and taunting them right um so new video meant new objects in the room for them to study 
So they noticed like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes that were definitely sold in the US because of the general surgeon's warning that was on them. And then they also noticed a yellow vacuum cleaner in the background of the video. So they found a vacuum forum because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> apparently there's a forum for like anything you can think of. I just so want to sit back and say that all these people should be detectives. <laughs> yes, they were literal internet sleuths. Like they were they like really on were. it. So they posted the picture of this vacuum into that forum and immediately people were like, oh yeah, that's this vacuum. Here's the model. Here's all the info on it. And they found out that it was a specific type that was only made in the U.S. So now they're thinking, okay, that's two items linking him to the U.S. Are we starting to close in on him? Like maybe we're getting closer. Unfortunately, not really at all, but it seemed hopeful at the time. Um, <laughs> an animal protection group called Rescue Inc., were sent the video of the cat and they were so like appalled and pissed and disgusted, disgusted. they posted a five thousand dollar reward for any info that would lead to the arrest of the vacuum kitten killer or as they called it the vkk um <laughs> the vkk the vkk <laughs> that was too many cuckoos <laughs> a founding group member of rescue inc said in an interview that animal bleh, animal abuse is a gateway crime and once somebody opens that door that's when things really start to get dangerous which we but it's true i was gonna say we've heard I about mean, that so many times with so many serial well killers. i was about to say statistically we know that like we do. we've heard that several times like yes. serial killer cases they start with animals small you know little mm -hmm. beings and then it just grows and grows that's right until it's um yeah way worse <laughs> until it's humans which is until still humans. yeah humans. <laughs> so then the facebook group gets a tip and it was a random comment that said the guy you are looking for is luca magnata <laughs> who the fuck is Luca Magnata? because nobody knows who he is no matter how much he tries to spread his name and his face out all over the interwebs he's basically he's basically like this is taking too long I need somebody to give me a name this is his name he's like why does nobody notice me so so they googled Luca Magnata. And they found so, so much on him because he's like posted his shit out there so much. He's made all these websites and They Googled and Luca McNata and it brought up 12 other accounts. <laughs> but not because, a Wikipedia page because Wikipedia because said no. Because he used the same email <laughs> to set up right. these accounts. So yeah, they found out so much shit about him. They saw hundreds and hundreds of pictures, blogs, fan pages, just all kinds of shit that he had posted. Um, so that's when they really started to focus on Luca. And when they start looking into it, they're convinced this is the guy that they've been after. They're like, oh shit, right. this is actually him. So on January 4th, 2011, an attorney named Romeo Salta got a phone call from a man insisting that he had to see him in the next few minutes. The man told him it was a matter of life and death. And so he was like, okay, I'll meet with you, whatever. 
So that man was Luca McNaughta, who is now in New York. Salta agrees to see him, and Luca immediately asks if there's any, pen any pending warrants for his arrest. Probably because he felt like the online group was getting close to figuring out who he was. Maybe because he told I mean, him his he name. Said his name. <laughs> right? He literally told him his name. <laughs> he was like, did it work? Do I have warrants yet? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Do I have a Wikipedia page now? <laughs> right? Am I famous? So Salta told him that there weren't any warrants for him. And he's like, but like, should there be? Like, why do you ask? <laughs> I'm going to need you to sit right there. Right. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. So Luca was like, well, I'm accused of killing a cat, but I didn't do it. Well, actually, I was forced to do it by a man named <laughs> Manny Lopez. So Manny Lopez. <laughs> So well, I'm just gonna give you a random name, <laughs> Manny Lopez. It's also one of my aliases. <laughs> Manny Lopez, aka Luca Magnata. <laughs> so he said that Manny was a sadistic person who had all these big ties, and like could have him or and everyone he knows killed if he went to the police about him. He said that Manny was always there and had been abusing him and forcing him to do these things. So Salta was like, bruh, you need to report Manny to the police. Like Luca and Luca was like, no, he'll he'll like get go after me or my family if I do. Like I can't do that. It's not an option. My non-existent family. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, he did have like a mother and like siblings. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um so yeah, he was like, that's not an option. I can't do that. He he leaves his office and then later that day. That same day, Lucas sent Salta an email entitled List of Abuse from Manny. So this list included, yeah, <laughs> this list included things like strangled me with his hands and with an electrical cord, stabbed me with a pencil, forced me to eat animal parts, forced me to have sex with his puppy and numerous cats. Yeah. So Salta's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was, is this actually happening? So a week later, Salta gets an email from Luca that says in all caps, it's very short, it says in all caps, he is outside my house again. Also, he has been calling me. So I don't know what he thinks Salta is going to do. Like, if you don't want to go to the police, why are you, I guess, trying to just leave some kind of trail that this is the thing that's happening to you. This guy's abusing you. So Luca then emails Salta a picture of Luca's face with a black eye and a bruise on his lip and his neck. And the email says, and here's a photo of my abuse. <laughs> like that's exactly word for word what this, the email said. Um, <laughs> it's not I'm, funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's abuse not is not funny. funny. We're not laughing at that. We're laughing I'm not, at this that's idiot. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, I'm not laughing at anybody that gets abused by all means. No. I am laughing at the fact that this, it's bullshit. Yes. <laughs> right. So he, um, he also at one point had told his mother about Manny and she also had urged him to go to the police or she would, she was like, you need to go tell the cops or I'm going to go tell them. And he threatened to cut ties with like the whole family if she went to the police, because like Manny was so dangerous and he didn't, he didn't want anybody to get hurt. So a few weeks later, Salsa got a call about Luca saying that he had been drugged and kidnapped from New York and brought to Miami. 
where he was then raped by Manny and a few more men and was left on the beach. So police had found him on the beach and took him to the hospital for treatment. And looking at the like nurse notes at the hospital, they say things like, um, like he's afraid for his life and he thinks this guy, patient is, is scared for his life. Patient thinks this man will come back for him. It also says patient um, complains of rectal pain and upon examination, there was no type of injuries done whatsoever. Like <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> that, that did not happen. He, that didn't happen. So meanwhile, he, he just got those hemorrhoids. Get <laughs> <laughs> some preparation H, dude. So, <laughs> Meanwhile, a new 11-person online group started called the Animal Beta Project, or the AB Project, and they were dedicated to bringing Luca to justice. So these were, this group included John Green and Deanna Thompson, like a lot of the ones from the first group that were like hardcore into trying to find stuff. Right. The original group had like grown so much and like was becoming something else, so they had started this new little subgroup. Well, when they get when they start getting too big then there's a lot of like spammers yes there's a lot of spammers and there's a lot of fake luca accounts that are in that group (laughs) well yeah (laughs) so So, they strongly believe that if luca wasn't stopped not only would he harm more animals but that he would eventually move on from animals to humans humans. and and they were trying to stop that so they're steadily gathering all this evidence evidence all of this evidence that they could find to prove that Luca was the man in these cat killing videos. They had images of the furniture in the bedroom in the video that matched with images of furniture and pictures that Luca had posted, like in the background of some pictures that he had posted. Right. And like some of the clothes that he was wearing, like the clothes he was wearing in that video, they found in other pictures. Like they had all this stuff that they were just like slowly gathering bits and bits. Um, but they were, the problem was they were struggling to find his exact location. So he posted tons of pictures of himself all over the world and they were able to use stuff in the backgrounds of these pictures as landmarks to find exact locations of where the pictures had been taken. But they were getting pictures from different cities and different countries and just because he'd been there at some point that didn't mean that he was there now. Right. And a lot of these pictures like they could find the time time stamp on and it was like from way back when or whatever or else they could not find a time stamp on them. So they weren't finding anything recent. Um, they finally found one photo from October 2010 that had been taking on, taken on a cell phone stamped with a GPS locator that suggested that Luca was in Toronto. So the group contacted the Ontario Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and like showed them all their findings. And these people then reached out to the Toronto police. But then they didn't hear anything back from the police like at all. Like they just kind of were brushed off. Right. Then a new video gets released. So another trigger warning. This video shows a cat that has been duct taped to a broom handle being held over a bathtub full of water. The man holding the broom handle then proceeds to drown the cat. And then another video posted shows a man wearing a Santa hat place a kitten onto a bed. And the kitten's all like super cute and starts like hopping around the bed. And then you see a big ass python curled up on the bed watching the kitten. So you can guess what happens next. It was awful. Um, I know (laughs) it's the videos. They're so fucked up. So the links to these videos were sent directly to the AB project group, 
Right. So it was like, again, like he was just straight up mocking them. Like, I'm going to keep doing this. You can't catch me. I'm going to even send you the videos. First of all, like, where's he getting all these cats? <laughs> right? Like, who keeps giving him fucking cats? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's going and buying cats, my question would be, if if he's going through that many cats in a week, I would stop selling them to him. Well, he's. I'm sure this was the time when Craigslist was a big thing. So I'm sure he was just finding them on Craigslist from different people that were That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the son in London posted a story about the kitten killer. And Lucas shows up at their office and he's like, I didn't kill any cats. And they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> because again, nobody knows who he is. He just can't understand that no matter how he tries, nobody knows who you are. Right. So a reporter from the sun named Alex West said that Lucas' behavior was highly suspicious um he was highly suspicious but behind the denials he seemed to be getting some kind of bizarre pleasure out of the attention that alex was giving him by him saying oh i didn't kill these cats they're like what nobody said you whatever so two days later the son got a threatening email that is believed to be from luca that said the next time you hear from me it will be from a movie I'm producing that will have some humans humans in it, not just pussies. So it seems like he got all butthurt that nobody was taking him seriously, and now he's threatening to kill a person instead of a cat. Yep. Um, the London police were notified of this, but they said that it was outside of their jurisdiction, so they couldn't do anything about that. So that's cool. Cool, cool, cool. The AB project got a tip in early 2012 that Luca had moved to Montreal. So they started going through all of their archived pictures of him and tried to find any ties that they could that, that could connect him to Montreal. They ended up finding one picture with a unique looking streetlight and they were able to use Google Street View to like literally like walk through intersections on the computer until they found that particular streetlight and found out like what neighborhood it was in Montreal and that stuff. So <laughs> They were like on it. This is around the time that Luca's online activity begins to accelerate with blog postings about sedatives and necrophilia, which is super concerning. Like somebody, um, again, somebody look into that shit. More than concerning. Yeah, a lot <laughs> like, more. I sit, I sit here and I say, like I just, I just said earlier, People are stupid and they just share stupid things or yeah. whatever. But like if your account is full of like all the same type of things nonstop, right. then you that's, need to be looked into. That's a red flag. That's a big red flag. Like that's a no-no. That is an absolute no-no. Then on May 15th and 16th in 2012, there's suddenly a ton of mentions about this new video called One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. So... This video hadn't even been posted yet. It was like somebody was promoting it, like trying to hype it up before it even was released. Um, like from a different, a bunch of different fake accounts. Right. Luca accounts, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, a then, bunch of different Luca accounts. Yes. So then suddenly um, Luca's online activity goes completely black for a few days. Like he's just not online. On May 25th, a Concordia University student named June Lin did not show up for work. Now, this was very unlike him. He was always very prompt, always where he said he was going to be, never late. Um, super out of character for him. 
after a couple of days of not hearing from him, his friends were getting like super concerned because like I said, he's not the type to not show up and he was definitely not the type to not answer his phone, but nobody could get through to him. So they went to his apartment and they got the landlord to open the door for them after explaining to him like what was going on and how they were worried. And um, when they got into the apartment, they immediately noticed Junlin's cat. So the cat comes out of the bedroom and is like super weak, can barely walk, like drag it on the ground. Looks like he hasn't been fed in days. So they give the cat some food and they immediately call the police. They're like, look, this guy loves his cat. The cat is his baby. He would never leave it and not tell someone and not have somebody taking care of this cat like he wouldn't do that Mm -hmm. right so police put out a missing person report and then also on may 25th so this is like 10 days after that video that hadn't posted yet started promoting all over the interwebs you know Mm -hmm. um on that same day one lunatic one ice pick is posted this video shows a young man who is tied to a bed with a Casablanca poster hanging on the wall behind the bed, which is another one of those movies that Luke loved. It's one of those movies that, yep. Mm-hmm. The 1987 New Order song entitled True Faith is playing in the background. The bound man is alive, but he seems somewhat sedated, which remember he had been looking into sedation. Right. Then another man comes into view and straddles the man on the bed and then repeatedly stabs him with an ice pick. He then begins to dismember the man with a knife, cutting him into six pieces, and then proceeds to engage in acts of necrophilia and cannibalism with the body. At one point, the man brings out a small black and white puppy and allows the puppy to chew on the body. Oh my God. I know, it's awful. He is then seen playing with, for lack of a better term, um, the, de- the decapitated head of the victim. He's like holding it up in front of the camera. Awful, awful. On May 26, the day after the video was released, an attorney from Montana came across the video online and tried to report it to the Toronto police, his local sheriff, and the FBI. But the report was dismissed by all of them. Which I'll never understand. Right. I mean, at least look into it. (laughs) Like that sounds like, I mean, I get, I get it because there's nothing that they can link to their jurisdiction or anything, but at the same time, I feel like if you're given this, anybody should be looking into it and calling around and trying to figure out like what you could do, because clearly it, it was a taped murder. (laughs) They were probably like, oh, this is just one of those online, like fake videos or whatever. It's nothing, but but at least look into it. Like you don't know. Yeah. Um, on May 29th, a package was delivered to the Conservative Party of Canada's national headquarters. And the Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, was all like, what's in the box? So they opened no, the package. No, the bo- what's in the box? It makes me think of the movie Seven. Seven, every time, every <laughs> what's time. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> well, they opened the box and were mortified to find that it was a left foot. So... Not long after that, another parcel containing a left hand was found in a post office in Montreal. Like it it hadn't been mailed yet. It was just at the post office. So they searched the video surveillance to look for whoever dropped this package off. And after hours of searching, they see a man that looks like Luca Magnata carrying the package into the post office. (laughs) 
But they don't connect it to Luca because they don't know who he is. But I like, know, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> laughing because like he didn't even like try to. Ha- he was just like, "Oh, there's there's cameras." <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> here's the package. He literally <laughs> on some of the video surveillance stuff that you see of him, he literally like stops and looks in front of a mirror and is like adjusting himself. And then police get a call from an apartment building in Quebec. So the janitor was taking the trash out and he noticed the suitcase out by the dumpster. And he normally wouldn't pay attention to what's in the trash, but the suitcase has a lock on it. And so he's really like, what's in the box? Like, why is it locked? <laughs> like, so he gets something to break the lock and is mortified to find a human torso in the suitcase. So he calls the police and they rush over the scene and they begin like majorly going through the trash, trying to find like any kind of clues they can. And like bagging things for them to like take to test. So in the trash, they find a bloody yellow shirt, a wadded up Casablanca poster, an empty wine bottle, and a dead black and white puppy, which is really sad. I don't know why I have to say that's really sad. Like you guys don't know it's really sad, but like that's that's how I react. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I know it's sad. Um, I know it's fucking sad. (laughs) Like shit. (laughs) They also found papers with the name Luca Magnata on them. <laughs> but at this point, because he, um, he's dumb, dumb. But at this point, they don't know who Luca is. And so they're like, could, could this be the victim? Or is this just trash from somebody else? his name out there. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Luca Magnata? What gets me is he's like, here's a dead body. Here's this name, Luca. Who's Luca Magnata? How how many things do I have to kill for you guys to know my name? Right? So they're like, they don't know if that's the victim's name or if that's just trash from like (laughs) another apartment in the building. Like they have no idea. It could be completely unrelated to the case. So then they're like, you know what? We should search the surveillance footage to see if we can find any kind of suspicious behavior or anything like that that could help us figure out whose torso this is because that'd be helpful. Right. So they go through hours and hours of footage and they find footage of two young men walking into the apartment together. One of them appears to be white and one of them looks Asian. The Asian man is wearing the yellow shirt that they found in the garbage. So like, okay, this is the guy. Like we need to keep watching and see like when he leaves or what's going on. So they watch and they watch and they finally notice the white man comes down alone and he's now wearing the yellow shirt that the other guy was wearing. (laughs) So he leaves and he's gone for a little while and he comes back with a bag like he'd gone to the store and got some things. And then he goes back upstairs for a while. And then at around two in the morning, he comes back down to bring some garbage to throw out. But he doesn't just come down once. He makes several trips. He takes like six trips to throw a bunch of trash out. So at like two in the morning. So they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Where's the other guy that you brought up there so long ago? <laughs> like, So they find out the apartment number for the man in the surveillance video. And they go to the apartment to see what's up. And when they get there, of course, nobody's in the apartment. Shocker. Right. The place had been emptied out, like he had moved everything out. Um, there was writing inside the closet that said, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. Police. <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> right. <laughs> like, you don't got to be mean about it. Shit. <laughs> Police later learned about the um, one lunatic, one ice pick video, and they watched it. 
and they realized that the apartment in the video was the same one that they went into when the torso was discovered. So like, shit, we gotta go back there. We gotta search, search, search. So they get a warrant and they go back and like really search the place. And a luminol test, of course, lit up like a Christmas tree, blood everywhere, especially on and around the mattress and in the bathtub. So now they're on a like a full-on manhunt for Luca, trying to find them before he kills someone else. But they have no idea where to start because just like the internet sleuths who'd been trying to track him for years, they have all this evidence, but he could be anywhere in the world. They don't, they don't know where he is. Then the Montreal police catch a small break. They get a tip that Luca had been seen at an airport in Montreal and had taken a flight to Paris. So the tip that they got said that he had been wearing a dark wig with like the swishy side bangs. <laughs> and like he kept he kept like swishing his side bangs and like messing with his hair. And he was wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. That so, flippy hair. Yes. That, that, that all the guys used to have where they yeah they just <laughs> they swish like, their head their whole head and it looked like they I can't like do that that makes me dizzy <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when that was a big thing around then because they yeah. would they just like they'd be swish their hair, hair. yeah well he was flipping that wig all around the airport <laughs> and so they call Paris and they're like Paris let me tell you what's up <laughs> <laughs> that's how you call <laughs> that's why I was laughing I was like is that is that how you call Paris you just yeah. like call Paris like who in Paris do you call they're like get, oh. get me Paris on the phone so like who in Paris <laughs> so they called the authorities in Paris <laughs> <laughs> so Paris police search hours and hours of surveillance video from their airport like trying to find this swishy wigged man in the Mickey Mouse shirt <laughs> and they're able to spot him and track his movements and see that he took a taxi when he left the airport so they were able to track the taxi driver down that gave him a ride and he was like oh yeah I took him to this hotel and they're like sweet so they go to the hotel Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's how in case you're wondering this is how police talk all the time <laughs> well, investigators <laughs> and sure enough he had booked a room there but unfortunately he'd already left so again back to square one he could be anywhere in Paris or he could have left Paris by now they don't know by this time the news like news on the tv and newspapers all that stuff the news <laughs> they had caught wind of this story and they are now showing his picture and saying his name and saying like please say he was last seen in Paris which like yes I get that you want to spread the word and like that way there's more of a chance of somebody seeing him and recognizing him like with Richard don't Ramirez. Say where he was <laughs> right right like somebody could recognize him like off. like how Richard Ramirez you know how they saw him and they like got him in the streets and tackled him and all that cool stuff but like you said don't say where and this meant that Paris police started getting thousands of tips of sightings of Luca thousands right and they had to go through all of them just in case something was actually really helpful. So they're going through all these thousands of tips. Who knows where he is? By now, the news has dubbed him the Butcher of Montreal, which I'm sure he loved because he's a narcissistic asshole. And that's all he wanted was a name, making a name for himself. So now he's all over the news. All over the news. He's all over it. So now we are going to Berlin. In Berlin, a man named Kamir 
I'm going to say this last name wrong. Onle Sealy. No, that's not close. I'm sorry. Kamir was reading the newspaper <laughs> online. <laughs> You're like, no, that's not right. Sorry. Just, we're just going with the first name. <laughs> I Googled it and it was hard for me to even understand what Google was saying. Um, so Kamir was reading the newspaper online in his internet cafe that he owned, just like he did every morning. So he's right. reading about this man named Luca Magnata. And then he looks up from his computer and Luca is standing right in front of him asking if he can use the internet because it's an internet cafe. So he's like, oh shit. <laughs> but he doesn't want to- <laughs> He's like, what do I do? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with my hands, shit. So, but he doesn't want to spook him. <laughs> he's like, yeah, sure. Cool, cool, cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called the, call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep coughing. You good, sis? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, he doesn't want to spook him, so he's like, sure. And he leads him back to all the computers, and he seats him in a cubicle that has Luca's back to Kamir, so that Kamir can like see him at all times, so he can't like sneak off. Right. And then Kamir wanted to be sure it was really him before he did anything. So he like went back to the cubicle area where he was and he like acted like he was like emptying out the little garbage cans in each cubicle, trying to keep busy, not be suspicious. And he, he was like, don't, don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then Luca was like, that was super suspicious. Why did you just sing that now? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's emptying out the garbage can and he looks and on the screen so that he can see what Luca is looking up. And when he sees the screen, he notices that he is looking up Luca Magnata to see what the latest police news is on him. He's literally looking, looking up himself. Up. Yes, because that is so Luca Magnata to just Google yourself when everybody's looking for you. Um, so Camille was like, yep, that's definitely him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't need to watch anything else. <laughs> So he went out onto the street and stopped a police car because he was afraid if he called the police on the phone, Luca would hear him and like take off. But he like sees a cop car outside. So he like goes out there and he's like, hey, come, come in here. So <laughs> he's in here. He is in here. So the street police car guy calls his police friends and like a ton of them show up and they show up looking like this badass SWAT team and they all like go into the internet cafe and they arrest Luca. And when they arrested him, he tried to tell them that his name was Kirk Trammell. <laughs> but, they were, but they were obviously able to confirm his identity through his fingerprints. They're like, no, you were not. So he was extradited to Canada on charges of first degree murder, committing indignity to a dead body, publishing obscene material, mailing obscene and indecent material, and criminally harassing Prime Minister Stephen Harper and other members of Parliament, you know, by like mailing them body parts meanwhile on june 5th a few days after his arrest staff members at two separate elementary schools in vancouver were opening the mail and discovered a hand and a foot like at these two different school elementary schools that's awful that's the thing that got me about it like what it's the like, actual fuck <laughs> what is fucking wrong with this guy and you know he's super he's clearly super obsessed with serial killers he made these rumors about him and carla Hamoka. He's right. very much, who what, was it, the Unabomber that was like mailing? Yes. Like, he's like copying all of these people, all these serial killers that he's clearly super obsessed with. 
He um, decapitated him after killing him. Yeah, yeah. Did the whole necrophilia thing, you know, right. just like several serial killers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ted Bundy, uh, right. Edmund Kemper, all of them. All of them. So both packages were mailed from Montreal. So that's what a clinking, you know. On June 13th, the torso and all four limbs that had been mailed were identified as a match to June Lin through DNA samples they had collected from his apartment. This was after his best friend, so one of the friends who had gone to the apartment looking for him. Right. This was after his best friend heard about the video and identified June as the victim in the video after seeing his face when the decapitated head was being held up. Yeah. That is awful, too. So awful. Like, to see your friend's head just hanging there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That he saw, so, so he had, he had heard about the video, and he knew that it was a murder video before he watched it. He didn't watch all of it. He knew it was a murder video. He knew the murder victim was an Asian man, and he was hoping that it wasn't his friend. So that's why he, he just needed to see. Right. Because he was still missing. Nobody knew where he was. And so he oh. actually watched that and saw that it was him before they had connected the the body piece parts to to him. So that's fucking terrible. Um, on July 1st, his head was discovered at the edge of a lake at a park in Montreal. Um, the Chinese Students and Scholars Association started a fund that paid all the expenses for Junlin's family to come to Canada from China so that they could be there and they held a candlelight vigil in his memory and there was an award that was made in Junlin's name to help Chinese students that wanted to pursue academic programs at Concordia where he was attending school. His remains were cremated and buried in Montreal on July 11th, 2012. So it was nice they had some kind of closure and were able to find out what happened to their family member even though it's fucking awful. Um, Now of course Magnata pled not guilty he he said that Manny had forced him to do all of this oh my God. and that Manny had called him all throughout the night that Junlin was murdered like threatening him and directing him and telling him what he needed to do like you need to do like this you need to like whatever he told he made him do everything so during the trial all of these similarities to the 1992 film Basic Instincts started popping up which was another one of his favorite movies it was. so Remember, he had given his name as Kirk Trammell. Trammell? Trammell? Anyways, he had given that name when he was arrested. Sharon Stone's character in that movie was named Catherine Trammell. Now, Catherine was also the login name for Luca's computer. Like, that was his login to get into his laptop. Um, In the movie, Catherine is a murderer, and her weapon of choice is an ice pick. And in one scene, she ties up her lover on a bed the same way that Junlin was tied up and she straddles him and then murders him with an ice pick just like Luca did to Junlin on the wall behind the bed in the movie there was the stained glass window that was like directly in the middle above the bed in the exact same position as the Casablanca poster that was above Luca's bed and Catherine in the movie has an abusive ex-boyfriend whose name is Manny Vasquez now <laughs> he didn't even like change the dude's first name he did not <laughs> now phone records showed that luca had never made or received any phone calls from anyone on the night of june Lin's murder because everyone's like who's 
who is this guy? Who's Luca? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's even calling him because they don't even know him. Um, <laughs> there is no evidence of Manny Lopez ever existing ever. Like police have never found any evidence of this being a person. Um, it was literally like Luca was making his own version of basic instinct in real life. And he was the star of this movie. So when the prosecutor tried to have the movie admitted into evidence, really? <laughs> one time. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what we decided we were calling it from now. <laughs> prosecutor, it was one mistake. <laughs> uh, they tried to have the movie admitted into evidence and have the jury watch the movie, but the judge wouldn't allow it, saying that it wasn't relevant to well, the case. I wouldn't either put it right them to watch it <laughs> like why would you tell the jury to watch this movie just go do right. it at your own time right like it's absolutely not relevant to the case they were just trying to prove that he was like mimicking this movie right. because he was psychotic but yes no I would not say yes jury let's all have movie time <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying like why would you I would absolutely throw that one out right. he's like this is not what we're doing that's not how this works <laughs> this is court <laughs> all right on up. let's get some popcorn <laughs> right right so um e either way he was found guilty on five charges including first degree murder and he was sentenced to the maximum sentence they had which is life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. And he was also sentenced to 19 years for other charges that have to be served consecutively. So that is the fucked up case of Luca McNada, who, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? Who is that? Is there a Wikipedia about him? <laughs> like, no, like they said, no. They said they're not doing that. <laughs> All I learned from this case is that I don't care who the fuck you are, dude. <laughs> I can't remember your name. Am I pronouncing it right? I, I, is that, what, what is your name? That is the case of Luke right. Magnet A. Magnet A. Like, just drive up to his, where he's, you know, being detained and be like, what's your name again? Who, who are you? I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh no, that's not who I was looking for. You're not important. I was looking for somebody else. Sorry. And it's really sad when you watch, if, if you watch the docuseries, his mom truly believes that this Manny person is real and that her son is. Oh, I know. Him. It's like that's really was, sad. You know, it is. She is convinced that her son could never do this mm -hmm. um, without the help of somebody else, like persuading him. She right. honestly believed that he was being abused. She believed that he was being abused and being forced to do this and that he would never do this. yeah it's nuts it's yeah. nuts how much she it's, just believes in her right and I mean it's her it's her baby that's, that's real sad I, mean, I get it I get it on a mother's standpoint but if my kid did anything like remotely like this I'd be like no bro you guilty <laughs> like there is no Manny there's no Manny the police proved it like what are you talking about <laughs> you're fucking crazy <laughs> but you did it so okay. yeah that is that on that so y'all can follow us on serialholicsisters.com. You can see our Instagram. Um, we would absolutely love it if you send us a Gmail with listener stories because oh, yes, for sure these past few weeks have been crazy busy and it would just be so awesome if we could like tell somebody else stories. I, I agree. Um, especially like we've just got everything 
um, starting up again, you know, kids are starting school. I'm starting right. school. Um, you know, our schedules are going to be super, super crazy, but obviously we're still going to make time for you guys. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, but, but we I, can get fun to switch it up a little bit and, and do some listener tales and yeah. So just like anything the- true crime related, anything like spooky, any, just any fun little story that you want, anything. you want to tell. Yeah. We, we will tell your story if you send it to we us. <laughs> And um, for, um, it is a new month, so our Patreon listeners will have a new, um, we'll get your episode up soon. Yep. Soon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's soon my- every time. And it's the last day of the month. Don't I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> not, I'm hoping not this time, but we will see. It will be up this month though. It will be up this month. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, be awkward. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. okay bye. Bye.